Hello, friends. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the new episode of Harim Talk. I enjoyed this episode so much, and I'm positive you'll enjoy it just as much. Please subscribe to our channel on whichever podcast platform you use, and go give us a like on Instagram so you can be up to date to whenever our episodes drop. Also, drop us a review. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. We are open for comments. Um, but yeah, this was a very cool episode and enjoy it. We have today the so freaking talented Juiria Faqih. Juiria actually did all the graphics work for Kalam Harim. So, oh my God, she has so much talent. That's Aww. first of all. <laughs> Second of all, how do I know Jueria? We actually went to grad school together and we went for the same degree because we like making films and we like talking about things. So we're now here <laughs> talking about things and hopefully talking making films. <laughs> exactly so and also i always uh i never i i think i told you this once but jueria is such an interesting name such an interesting (laughs) name and i think only cool people have interesting names like inshallah (laughs) when you have kids at one point if you want to have kids at one point and then they're, ne- they're never, I-, I thought about that. I was like, they're never going to know how cool your name is just because they're going to call you mom for the rest of their lives, you know? <laughs> like, you're the only Good mom point. where they should call you by your name. Oh, my God. Because no. it's cool. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, you're so sweet. What an amazing introduction. See? And I mentioned none of your accomplishments or <laughs> I just, like, talked about you from my perspective. Um, which is very oh, two-dimensional and does not do you justice. So, um, do tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, I know everything about you, but I'm pretty sure the people listening don't know much. <laughs> so, yeah. what what do you do? Okay, so, very briefly. Um, so, I studied emotion graphics uh, for my bachelor's in Jeddah. Mm-hmm. Then I decided I wanted to do filmmaking, and so I moved to D.C., mm-hmm. studied at American University, uh, mm-hmm. documentary, basically. And then after that, I worked a little bit in Jeddah for a documentary production called Egg Dancer Production, which I absolutely loved and enjoyed. Then I got the opportunity to work for Nat Geo, in DC and um, yeah I'm still working with them and it's mm-hmm. been amazing and yep that's <laughs> my story <laughs> that's so nice I hate I hate the fact though like when we say like oh tell us a little bit about yourself we have to like list off all the accomplishments that we do in our lives I feel like at one point when you ask somebody hey like tell me a little bit about yourself i want the most random fact about their life that they can ever find like yeah (laughs) i wear my socks 
the left one first and then the right one. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, dude? I feel like I know so much about you right now. Honestly. But yeah, okay, that's okay. Juedia. She is an amazing person, very talented, very great, oh, very nice. sweet, um, but also very fierce and a kick-ass woman in general. So, thank you. <laughs> what we're talking about today is identity. Why are we talking about identity today, Ju? And why did I ask you to talk about identity in particular? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So um, identity, I think it's important for everyone, most probably, because it's it's basically like you. So, mm-hmm. um, and me, like, uh, my identity, it's, I've, I've actually kind of struggled with this a little bit just because I come from two different backgrounds. Uh, mm-hmm. My mom's American and my dad's Saudi. And so to me, I kind of had always two identities, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's weird a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, but it's actually, like, I enjoy it. Like, at first, mm-hmm. maybe when I was younger, it was kind of confusing. But then I kind of got used to it. Um, so... Uh, what else? Yeah, mm. I mean, if you want me to jump in real quick, identity is yeah. is one of it's it's who you are beyond yourself, beyond your mm. inner thoughts and thinking, beyond your inner existence, and so identity is this layer that you present to people, and sometimes there are layers that are just given to you at birth so I think that's so interesting to talk about um, during these times as well just because sometimes in wherever we are we struggle with people accepting our identity for whichever it is we might end up in a place where we are not accepted because of one part of our identity and I think you have a really important story to tell when it comes to that, uh, when it comes to accepting people uh, with yeah. all factors of their identity. So mm. um, tell me, what was it like growing up? Because, well, do tell me your story. Like, where did you grow up? Yeah, so um, I was born and raised in Mecca, Saudi Arabia. Um, so, and where's so your other wife, half from? I, yeah, my other half is from San Diego, Cal- California. <laughs> it's two Yay. end of huge <laughs> spectrum, <laughs> but that is such a exactly. that is such a, like a just a, an interesting juxtaposition between those two spaces. <laughs> Between those two locations, you know, like people who have been in Mecca and then people who have been in San Diego can really, it's just, it's wow. So (laughs) what was it like growing up on the Mecca side? It was really awesome, honestly. Like, I Mm. absolutely love Mecca and I love Saudi and um, um, yeah, it was great. And so like 
my whole life was basically here in Mecca, but um, like almost every summer we would go to San Diego, and so it's like our second home mm-hmm. because my entire family's there also. So my mom's side of my my family from my mom's side, they're all living in the states, and but my family from my dad's side are all in Saudi. So. We go back and forth, you know, to like visit the family like that, and so tell me about how your 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 mom and dad met because I feel like a lot of people would be interested in knowing how those two worlds got together and you know uh, produced you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my mom, as you know, she was born and raised in San Diego, mm-hmm. and so um, once she became she converted uh to islam um she uh i think met uh, a muslim woman and that lady her husband knew my uncle which then my uncle Mm -hmm. told my dad that there's this i guess single um american muslim woman and so i guess that's how uncles coming in with the hookups Shout out to Uncle Ice. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so yeah, then that happened, and then mm. we all came, and yeah, that's nice. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, it is nice, and um, like honestly, it's really great. Like I'm so happy to have um, like an American side and a Saudi side. Like you mm-hmm. get the best of both worlds, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm honestly very lucky to be able to experience this. Yeah, that's awesome. But of course, there's there's the good side of it and the bad side. So so let's dive into the not so great part of having yeah. a dual identity, um, because there are always positives to any situation that you encounter, and that was. You know, we talked about that, me and my mom, in the last episode where even if you are met with a lot of negativity, you have to be able to adapt. But mm. I think there's, there's, you know, there's, um, there's value in telling stories of negativity because it helps paint a picture that there are things we can work on and we should work on. Um, people are so dismissive of stories of struggle just because they want to put their rose-colored glasses on and pretend like Mm. there's nothing going on with the world and everything is happy and everything is great when we can take this opportunity to just make ourselves better. So tell me about some time... Um, growing up in Saudi or in any um, or coming to the States and experiencing um, a situation where you felt othered. I would put that in quotations Um, where you feel like where you have where you had felt like you did not belong in some way because of um, the identity that was given to you at birth like growing up i've always felt that i didn't fit um 
in in Saudi or in the States. Like, mm-hmm. I never really fitted anywhere. Um, if I was here in Saudi, I wouldn't be uh, uh, fitting in just because I'm too blonde for them. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm in the States, I'm too Muslim for them because mm-hmm. I wear my scarf. And, and so it was... It was tough, but I don't think, like, it really affected me that much, honestly. But you can notice it, you know? Like, it's there. Um, but honestly, I wouldn't consider that as an issue. It was a challenge more. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, growing up as an American in Saudi, it, it made me different, yeah, but um, then that became a part of my identity. And so... Um, mm-hmm. I actually now like being different, and so mm-hmm. I and I and I noticed that like in my personality, like um, for example, there's a lot of trends going on. Usually, I never follow the trends. Like, like a lot mm-hmm. of my friends would um, like a certain thing, and I would go the totally opposite way. So mm-hmm. I feel that kind of affected my personality or the way I think about different things. Um, I'm always trying to look for something unique and different, um, even at mm-hmm. uh, in the simplest things like my clothes or my shoes. Like, if I saw a mm-hmm. shoe with millions of colors on it, I would grab that and want to wear that <laughs> instead of. Dude, the I know plain. your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> We've had. Remember that one class where everybody was talking about your shoes? Like, oh my god, check out yeah. her shoes. They have so many colors in them. And they are so bright, and they are amazing. Seriously, I remember those shoes. But continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think um, that's actually something good that I got out of being different, you know? Um, yeah. 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 And uh, like I said before, there's pros and cons of, you mm-hmm. know, having a dual citizenship or having two nationalities, I guess. Um, mm mm-hmm. So, like, for example, in Saudi, uh, what's great about the Saudi people, like, when they fan- find out that I'm American, they actually genuinely get excited. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Like, they see as, like, you kind of feel like a celebrity when you tell yeah. them that you're, you're half American. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, my God. Like, um, so tell me about your family. And they want to know so much about you, you know? And of mm-hmm. course, sometimes some people, they don't really accept it and they kind of um, mm-hmm. maybe make fun or not really respect it. And that's what annoys me, like from both sides, not only in Saudis, mm-hmm. from Saudis and the Americans. Like, mm-hmm. I really would appreciate it if you respect um, th- my nationality or whatever my background is, you know, like mm-hmm. I-, I don't get it when people um not respect I guess like for example in the states um I I honestly feel terrified to say that I'm half Saudi to the Americans Mm. because Mm. they always give me like weird looks like once you mention the word Saudi it's like oh like they would be okay with you but once once you talk and say oh yeah well I'm actually half Saudi they'll be like Mm -hmm. oh okay like that's awkward so, do you only have camels yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. i actually i actually got that co- comment before from oh yeah someone 
yeah yeah. Uh, which was very weird um Mm -hmm. like i couldn't believe it she she was like so do you guys live in tents and i'm like what and she said do you have air conditioners in the tents oh my god wait girl it it is it gets to 110 degrees do you think we don't have air conditioners (laughs) are we just melting all the damn time just all the time (laughs) and we live in it and then she said the weirdest thing she was like why do you always eat chicken i'm like what (laughs) what (laughs) excuse me it was was a weird conversation yeah (laughs) why do you always eat chicken girl have you tried chicken (laughs) like it's so good But okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I should have told her because it's good. Like, I love it. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but yep. yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I feel bad, honestly, like, for some people, like, um, educate yourself, you know, more. Like, yeah. don't yeah. don't hurt people. With don't ask things. stupid questions. Yeah. Yeah. Google yeah. exists. Yeah, another thing. Right? Like, Google exists. I am not here exactly. to educate you. I am not here to answer your your racist questions about do you live in a tent do you have a pot of um do you have a well of oil in the backyard (laughs) stop asking those questions okay so the question i want to ask is that when was the first memory you have Mm -hmm. of feeling like you didn't belong somewhere like what happened Mm -hmm. and at what age that made you feel like, oh, I am different than everybody else around me? Um, probably it was when I was around seven years old. Um, it's So basically, we lived in this very, very big building that my grandfather owned. And mm-hmm. he would sometimes rent some of the apartments for uh, pilgrims who would come to Mecca but we basically would live you know like at the very top uh, Mm -hmm. last I guess floor where it's like you know the suite or the penthouse or whatever you want to call it so that was basically home for us and then right below us Mm -hmm. my grandmother would uh, live there and so the extended family would come every weekend there and so that's when I would see my cousins and everyone and it was absolutely fun like I have so many great memories of that um but (laughs) um so when I realized that I was I guess different is my cousins I guess um there were these three girls that I used to like try so hard to be friends with and they're my Mm -hmm. cousins you know Mm-hmm. And but for some reason, um, they didn't want it to be friends with me. <laughs> like they absolutely hated me, and I yeah. never understood why. Yeah. And so they kind of bullied me. Um, mm. Well, they it wasn't kinda. It was they, it w- they, they, they did they actually bully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so Man, kids can be mean. Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have so many bad memories. Like, yeah. it's hilarious the things that they did. I mean, it's not hilarious, but now it is. But yeah, when I was young, like it, it was. It actually really bothered me, and mm-hmm. um, 
I never really understood why. Um, so what what was one of the things that they would do? Well, <laughs> for example, we would play like you know house and guests yeah. and like that, and so they would pretend to be the mother or the sister or mm-hmm. whatever you know. And then I would come and beg them, like, oh, can I please play with you guys? And, like, mm-hmm. I really want to play with you guys. And they'll be like, okay, you know what? You can play with us. And I'll be, I'll be like, oh, really? Yes? Okay, cool. And then, oh, but wait, on one condition. <laughs> you have to be our maid. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, like, classic Cinderella story. Like, don't those kids, like, realize that Yeah. the... the the help or the maid in Cinderella is the actual princess. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's, exactly. let's be a little bit smarter. But yeah, Man, kids are mean. But how, how did that yeah. make you feel at such a young age, too? Um, I felt really bad, of course. Like, um, mm. but, you know, I think the way I was raised, like by mm-hmm. my parents, Mm-hmm. It made it better because it didn't really affect me that much. Like, yeah, you would feel sad. Yeah. But then I kind of remember, like, what they would say. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess the way they raised us, like, it didn't really bother me that much. Like, they would, they're always, like, they're very forgiving. They always see the good in people, you know? Yeah. So I guess that's one way to put it. Um, that's so sweet. And but... they instilled that in you. So that's, that's. <laughs> That's adorable, and that's so nice, and that's so healthy. Oh, my God. Like, when did you realize that those actions from the closest to you were because you had a mom who's American? Probably later, when I was, like, older, you know? Like, Mm. when I was a kid, like, you don't care so much about these things, of course. You don't realize these things. You don't think about it. Um... You yeah, just you just think people is, are mean. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. want to, yeah, have fun and be their friend like that. But, um, yeah, as I grew older, and I guess you just kind of realize on your own, you know, and mm-hmm. also you notice things more, you notice yeah. more things, and you understand things, and things become clearly to you. Yep. So. You know, so so that's what happened. It was it was actually very interesting. Like wow, wow, wow! Like new things, like you you see it. Yep. Okay, yeah. so now it makes sense. Like that's yep. why you guys hated me or whatever, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, like they never told me why or anything. I just realized yeah. it on my own. Um, yeah. Or like my sisters would uh, tell me, or you know. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's basically maybe i don't know if there's an age it would probably be hmm let's see probably when i was like at the end of my high school i would say yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah. what what was it like going to like an an all saudi high school and also all girl high school for for our american American listeners out there, (laughs) you know, we're segregated by gender and yeah, (laughs) yeah, there's that. But how was Uh, that? Honestly, it's not that bad. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and I told this before, like to some of my American friends, 
that I went to an all girls school mm-hmm. and I think I think one of them she was like you know that actually might be better because for me personally I've never been bullied in school like wow good for like, you you know yeah like like I've never had issues in school like I loved high school like high school was the best and yeah. when I ask like my friends in the states they like most of them they hate high school like they're mm-hmm. always saying oh it's very depressing and there's a lot of uh issues and you, mm-hmm. like you know so many bullying going around and all that and and like girl and guy problems and all that and so I feel like mm-hmm. it's good that I was in an all girls school just so girl, I was in an all girls school I think I think your school was a nice school and it was like the people were in it were nice but the schools i went to girl we had those same issues like bullying was everywhere really? and people oh. were um like just insanely mean to each other like the things that they wow. would do to each other was was pretty effed up like it was not okay to do the things they would do to the teachers my god they would make teachers cry like oh, oh my god, god. We, like ugh. i remember this one teacher she would literally cry every other week every other week mm. because oh. people were like driving her insane just absolutely mm. insane so yeah it's i don't think it's about the, <laughs> the segregation of genders i think it's just like the the place that you're in and the people that you surround yourself with. But I, yeah. I, I do appreciate the fact that you, you know, that's great. Good for you for being, um, good for your parents for realizing that that was a good school and putting you in it, you know, like that they probably had to like look around for schools and see which one worked for them, you know? Um, yeah. Did you go to a public school or a private? private yeah see it yeah. means that your parents really did their homework did when you it go comes to a public to, school i went to all types of schools i went to pri- public private and then private and the then worst, public honestly. and then private private because private. i was also in a public school yeah and that was that was yeah that was hell like so so do <laughs> tell me about that <laughs> so yeah. how oh, was it oh yeah yeah how was yeah, it no, when that, you went to public terrible. school? So yeah, that was like entering hell, like literally hell. <laughs> like it was really bad because yeah. they were super strict and it was really weird for me to go to that school because mm. um like I didn't really understand them. Like, you know, here's this very um <laughs> American girl coming into this very strict and um mm. you know it's um uh, it's a government school and so like most of them are very saudi you know uh, yeah and so yeah. um i don't think they would be really <laughs> uh mm. accepting for having this unique like i don't know white blondish girl between yep. all of <laughs> yeah and so um so yeah no I used to get a lot of stares honestly at first and 
mm-hmm. um, I didn't really fit in because I couldn't really understand them. That's another thing. Like, they they had like a different accent, you know, <laughs> than I. Yep. Had. Yep. And so, and like different words and stuff like that. Um, and um, but at first it was tough. Obviously, you get used to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and what was funny is when my mom used to pick me up. They would go crazy and run towards her just because she has green eyes or blue eyes. <laughs> oh my god. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Dude, no. how did you feel? I mean, yeah. Seeing serious, that happen to you when you were a kid. <laughs> um, it was, no, honestly, I was like proud. I'm like, yeah, that's my mom. Like, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you Please see like that, how that, how that, <laughs> But, like, don't you see how problematic that is and a bit, you know, (laughs) white supremacy a bit? (laughs) Like, they are just so fascinated with the idea of whiteness. You know, these kids running up to your mom just because she has green eyes and a lighter skin is so problematic. Like, oh, my God. What are we teaching yeah. our kids? And at a, such a young age, too. Like, why why did we grow up with this fascination? Because I grew up with that fascination. Like, oh my God, look at it, look at um, because we were being fed the only the only media that was there at the time, right? Like I used to watch um, American television. And I used to watch Disney and I used to watch Nickelodeon and all these these American Western um, ideals and just be fascinated by it. Like, oh, that's that's what I'm supposed to like. That's what I'm supposed to look like, because, you know, the the stereotype that we have in Saudi, like we are um, like just in Arab countries in general, um, we can be very racist. (laughs) We literally, we literally, like, we have a compliment for somebody, like, oh, your face is so white. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's actually a compliment. Yeah. Like, your face, yeah. the whiteness of your face is amazing. Yeah. Just what? Yeah, <laughs> like, all of these messages that we feed our kids, um, and again, at a at such a young age, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm glad it, what happened to you that wasn't necessarily um, all that exciting. I guess they have a different mentality, you know, and different mm-hmm. beliefs. Um, and you just learn to accept it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I could accept it. But I think for them, it was a little bit hard to accept, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, sometimes, or some Saudis, they kind of believe that their opinion is right. And, like, they're always right. And, like, no, this is mm-hmm. haram. And, like, they're convinced yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, so that's one issue. Uh, but the good thing about it is that Mm. Whenever um, there's um, an English class, um, <laughs> I would be the like obviously the the amazing student, and they yeah. would choose me 
to perform for like mm-hmm. um, whenever we would sing or do like mm-hmm. a small performance for parties or stuff like that, I would be the lead singer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would sing all of the English lyrics, and the rest, yeah. would, the rest of the group would sing the Arabic lyrics, mm-hmm. and so, <laughs> so that was one good thing mm-hmm. I guess I got out of that. But, um, but yeah, uh, honestly, it was just too much for me. Like, they were very strict. It was very different. They had different beliefs, and um, the mm-hmm. way of thinking was very different. And. Um, um i really didn't belong there and so eventually uh it was too much because i would go home every day to my dad and tell him you know that my teacher said that this is haram mm-hmm. you know and uh, yeah. like we're not supposed to do this or whatever and he, mm-hmm. he would be like what no that makes no sense like how is yep. she saying that that's yep. that's not true and yeah. so um finally he really he realized like nope this is enough like <laughs> this is not healthy at all and it's not yep. good and so that's when i moved to the private school yeah which was the best decision ever <laughs> yep uh, again i'm telling you your 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 parents are saints swear to god that's because because that honestly like i think that has happened to me too that was the same situation that i went through but i just kept going from like one one private school to another because I was just not I was not um I couldn't I never felt like I had belonged with people just because of you know the same the same idea the same mentality of like look at that girl and she's not listening to Arabic music um she's not you know who who is she listening to and I had a cassette tape no I had a CD player and I had I had Beyonce's cds and i was obsessed with her and i was obsessed with destiny's child and um people wouldn't even know who that person was like who is that what are you listening to you think like why are you so obsessed with a culture that's not even yours and so Mm. i feel like yeah kids can be mean definitely kids can be bullies but they are a reflection of their parents they are a reflection of their society i feel like kids are the harshest mirrors on the fucking planet you know why because (laughs) they show us our worst they will literally they are sponges they would literally take the worst out of you and project it onto other people because they don't know better Mm. they absolutely don't know better so if you don't Mm. fix your kids (laughs) and teach them something or two about accepting people who look different than they are and to treat everybody equally and not stare at them um then the world will be a better place and i feel like a lot of people are just slacking can you tell me about when you were growing up what um what aspects of your life or things that you did that felt or seemed foreign to the kids that you grew up with so for me um i i didn't watch the typical shows that uh my saudi friends watched when they were young Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, for example, the famous one I think was called Sally. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know it. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> I never watched that. Or yeah. like other. There's a lot of other like famous shows that I guess you're supposed to know as a Saudi. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, like I didn't watch all of these things just because my mom would choose for us uh, mm-hmm. for us the things that we would watch, and they were all mm-hmm. like American stuff. For example, Care Bears or um, My Little Ponies. All these original very old mm-hmm. shows or Mary Poppins, um, bed knobs and broomsticks, uh, all mm-hmm. these really amazing classical and um, old uh, movies and shows. And uh, I think that was also a, um, another issue for me to like communicate with my friends because let's say I want to talk about uh, Mary Poppins. They wouldn't mm-hmm. know. They would be like, what? what is that? Or yeah. and then they would say something, and I'll be like, "What is that?" And they'll be like, "How do you mm-hmm. not know that? You're not Saudi." And so that's one yeah. thing that I struggled with. But um, okay, so let's talk a bit about your experience when you came to the to the states to do your masters, uh, because that was because you you did your bachelor's in Saudi, but you yeah. did you decided to come to the states for your masters. So. Tell me the the experience that you had when you're here, because well, you wear the hijab and you are obviously Muslim. Uh, what was that experience for you here with your identity uh, here? Did you ever feel like you were too Saudi for the U.S.? So as you know, like growing up, I used to go um, to San Diego a lot, mm-hmm. and honestly, I've never experienced. Um, like racism or mm-hmm. you know towards me being Muslim or whatever um, mm-hmm. and from the Americans like they were super mm-hmm. sweet and kind and nice and like I, I never felt that I didn't um, like I was I didn't fit in or I was weird or different you know um, mm-hmm. but then when uh, when I decided to study for my master's and I went to D.C., that's when I noticed, like, wow, mm-hmm. some people can be really racist. Um, yeah. yeah, and, uh, like, they made me feel really different. And it was sad because I did not um, expect that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so weird. I didn't understand it, like really seriously like you're gonna treat me this way just because i'm mm-hmm. a diff- i have a different religion than yours like it doesn't make sense like yeah. i'm american by the way <laughs> oh and that's another thing that bothers yeah. me that they treat me as if i'm not american just because i'm wearing the hijab or the scarf yeah. or whatever you know yeah and it's so weird like like that doesn't even make sense mm-hmm so I can't be Muslim in order to be an American. So yeah. what? But and and I've got that a lot. Like a lot of people would assume that I'm not American. They would assume they would say, "Oh, so yeah, so when you when you came here, did you like use your visa or mm-hmm. um uh, or for example, we'd have a conversation and mm-hmm. they would say, you know, like this quote or something like that and it's like a famous um american quote or whatever and they'll be like oh but never mind like you won't know it or something like that and i'll be like (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, so, brave so of many. you to assume things. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So many things, honestly, have happened to yeah. me. Um, yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's it's very annoying, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, and it's sad. Um, and, yeah, I just don't understand. Like, I would mm-hmm. love to understand from them why... So what do you do? What do you do when you're faced with microaggressions like that or honestly blatant and obvious aggressions because Mm. you are Muslim, because you are uh, wearing the hijab? So what what do you do? Well, a lot of it is which I absolutely hate is when they stare like a lot Mm -hmm. of them. They stare. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really that really makes me uncomfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't just go up to them and, and tell them, like, yeah. hey, stop looking or whatever, you know? Right. Um, unless, I don't know, I mean, maybe some people would do that, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I guess if I was in a conversation, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, and they said something that bothered me, maybe I would, like, kind of try to educate them or mm-hmm. correct them or whatever and say something if mm-hmm. it really bothered me. But most most of the time, I would kind of just let it go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cause any problems. You know, I'm not that kind of person who I would... Mm-hmm. Unless it really... If if they really bothered me and it was something really important to me and, mm-hmm. like, I felt that I need to say something, then, yeah, I would probably mm-hmm. say something. Accepting people and accepting their identity means accepting them whole when you encounter somebody with multiple identities you must accept all those identities and not just the parts that you like right yeah and i think your stories and how you grew up and what you've faced in your life is a great example of hey let's accept people (laughs) for all that they are not for just one thing and not the other and I remember, I remember when we were when we were at American, and you were, you dealt with some shit that made my blood boil. Mm. Where people said things to you or about you, but in a in a very non subtle way, and mm. honestly, I felt pissed that that had happened to you. Mm. And I always wondered why right exactly yeah and i think i think your story is very important your your experience is very important for people to understand how we can accept one another um Mm. without assuming things hey let's let's stop assuming they assume yeah Mm -hmm. and they have like this image uh or this stereotype that they believe and it's it's like it's wrong, obviously. It's, yeah, you, yeah. You're like I, I'm not that person that you saw on TV or whatever, or mm-hmm. or I don't know on the news. Like, how, are you for real? Like you're yeah. you're actually believing that I'm the same as that? Like it doesn't even make sense yeah. for you to generalize. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone, you know, or I mean, the first week I went there, or the first month I was at American University one of the people or the students in class um like they didn't wanted to be with me in the project like 
it, mm. it, they didn't say that oh I don't want to be with you but you can tell like oh, I would yeah. try to work yeah. with them and like we would try to mm-hmm. set up the camera like that and I would talk and they mm-hmm. wouldn't respond like and they wouldn't even look at me they they didn't even want to touch me or anything and I'm like wow like yeah like, it's so weird but it, it just doesn't make sense to me like I can mm-hmm. never understand it like you're I don't understand like I, mm-hmm. I honestly don't wear I mean you see me like do I really wear like weird clothes or anything like that like and honestly, honestly it doesn't even clothes. matter though like yeah. even if you do wear whatever like fuck it but even if you do wear like makes them like it's it's prejudice it's prejudice and ignorance yeah. and racism and that's that's what it is honestly like that's what it is all over the world and it's it makes your blood boil because it's just pure ignorance and uneducation that is stopping you from stopping people from reaching out to you just because they think you look too different than them just because you hold a different identity than them when in fact you could have more in common with them than they believe and they and them in these sentences is everybody it's all of us really because mm. we are facing people who look completely different than us in in every way possible and our biological instinct is to put them in a box to be uh, to hold our prejudices true and their differences as unordinary and abnormal and to other people that's literally our biological instinct and therefore we need to do better we need to just like be better human beings and start realizing that people are different people hold different identities like come on (laughs) let's accept each other i mean honestly we sound like you know peace-loving hippies but good god yes let's accept each other let's love each other let's all sit (laughs) in a kumbaya circle and dance and sing and do that for the rest of our lives wouldn't that be better honestly it would (laughs) like it just it just bothers me so much that we are going through this we are still going through this and i think Something, something you said was so important to mention. Representation matters. Representation in media matters because you're right. People are believing those things about you, believing these stereotypes about Muslim women yeah. and Saudi women in general because of what is portrayed in the media, because of, yeah. of the films that we see, because of all of these movies and all of these TV shows that portray us that have been portraying us for the longest time as these (laughs) dim-witted women who just follow along and say nothing and are always quiet (laughs) and submissive. Those are stereotypes and they are perpetuated Mm -hmm. in media. And that's why Mm -hmm. I think it's so important that you have chosen filmmaking as a career, you have chosen media as a career because stories like yours need to be out there people need to listen to you people need to realize that stories of people who are different people who uh, love their differences people who are proud of their differences and people who are advocating for their differences exist people are out there Mm. but we just need to be better listeners we need to understand better and listen better to people when they talk 
and not just as the person who didn't want to work on you on your project, just shy away and cowered away and decide that your prejudice will take the better of you and make you quiet and just shut off another beautiful human being from entering your life. And I think it's honestly their loss, never yours. Like your your story is so important. And thank you so much for 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 sharing your experience with, with me oh, and with the listeners. I think I think a lot of people will benefit from this episode and it'll help Hopefully. them um, <laughs> understand that, you know, hey, let's accept everybody. Everybody. Let's accept everybody. There are no restrictions. The only advice I have is, it's a very typical one, but really, like, just be you you know and Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're different then use that and Mm -hmm. um love it like i love it i love the fact Mm -hmm. that i'm different and and, like you're unique that's actually really cool and awesome like why would Mm -hmm. you want to be the same as other people and girl yes (laughs) yeah it's okay like if they didn't accept you or if you're having issues or whatever like with them then you know like like it's their loss like just make your own way you know your own Mm -hmm. path like i feel like they they shouldn't worry about being different Mm -hmm. and it's actually a great thing and uh i mean it's actually a great thing and uh maybe it's a blessing like it's a gift Mm -hmm. that they have and Mm -hmm. they should appreciate it i feel like um yeah yeah (laughs) could not have said it more wonderfully thank you so much ju i so much appreciate your unique perspective in life. I think you are one of the coolest people I know, um, oh, with no. the coolest name, of course. Oh, thank you. Um, and I really hope that people can listen to this and understand a little bit better about accepting people who uh, might not look or act or behave like them. Juedia has a very, very beautiful Instagram page that maybe you should go give her a follow because it is very very just very aesthetically pleasing to the eye which i really appreciate you made it to the end of the episode oh my god thank you uh imagine me giving you a virtual hug yes that's my end of episode ritual is me giving you a virtual hug thank you so much for listening to the episode please do subscribe and leave us a comment or review on instagram or apple podcasts or spotify or really wherever you listen to your podcasts and um stay tuned for another episode our next episode is going to deal with creativity and finding your inner peace and with that i say Peace out.